the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein says he made the call to release to the media hundreds of text messages between two highly ranked FBI employees that criticized then-candidate Donald Trump. According to new court filings released by the Justice Department late last week, the messages between FBI agent Peter Strzok and FBI attorney Lisa Page insulted Mr. Trump, as well as Senator Bernie Sanders, expressing a preference for Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. Until Friday, it was unclear who authorized the December 2017 release of the more than 300 messages the two exchanged. In the court filing, which presents the Justice Department's defense against Strzok's 2018 lawsuit, Rosenstein said he decided to release the messages because they had inevitably become public after his testimony before the House Judiciary Committee during the Mueller investigation. Bernie Bennett in Washington. More on these and other stories can be found at srnnews.com. Dennis Prager is impressed with the president's record. The list is extraordinary. Judges, Supreme Court justices, domestically, internationally, the, the economy, the unemployment rate. It's quite remarkable when you think about it. No one predicted this. I I sit in in awe of what he has accomplished. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. With the Patriot, entertaining conservative commentary and the news is available wherever you are. You can download our free mobile app. You can go to iHeart.com, TuneIn.com, Radio.com. You can go to any of those .coms. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot and we'll be there. Good Sunday afternoon, just past 1 o'clock here in the Twin Cities. Let's take a look at that forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. we got light snow this afternoon. We'll reach a high of 12. we got hour one of the Brad Carlson Show of the Narns starting right now. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I think I wrapped up uh, last Sunday's show by saying that Mitch and I would be swapping broadcasts this weekend. That turns out not to be true, as Mitch was on yesterday for his regularly scheduled uh, broadcast, and I am here in the Patriot Bunker for my regularly scheduled Sunday broadcast. So we apologize for the confusion. Uh, The next two Sundays, so January 26th and February, I guess it would be February 2nd, uh, Mitch will be in for me the next couple of Sundays, and I'll be in for Mitch this Saturday, January 25th. But we're both going to be broadcasting live Saturday, February 1st from Medicine Lake. Yes, the annual Holes for Heroes ice fishing tournament. I have to I have to enunciate better because someone thought I said Hoes for Heroes. Uh, uh, no, you did not. That's a different uh, tournament that I don't want nothing to do with. I'm just saying. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Holes for for Heroes Ice Fishing Tournament uh, taking place, sponsored by the fantastic folks at Fishing for Life. Check out their uh, website, fishingforlife.com. 
org. Uh, that's always a fun event. One of the highlights uh, of our broadcast year, to be sure. So we'll be talking more about that over the next couple of weeks as it approaches. But I do want to take the uh, first hour to talk about uh, presidential politics, particularly the uh, Democrat side. Uh, they had a, a big debate this past Tuesday. Uh, I guess I, I honestly don't know what the threshold is, uh, what the threshold was to qualify for these debates. But I saw a notification, uh, Ryan Strzok of CNN put out a tweet on uh, Sunday afternoon. Excuse me. Still got a bit of cough there. And he said that uh, the uh, C- uh, CNN and the Democrats uh, made it official. Uh, the following candidates qualified for the seventh debate Tuesday night. They were Vice President Joe Biden, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Senator Amy Klobuchar, Senator Bernie Sanders, Mr. Tom Steyer and Senator Elizabeth Warren. Awful lot of honkies in here. Did, did anybody else notice that? I mean, that's the first thing I noticed. It's it's whiter than pure snow. It is. And nothing wrong with that. That doesn't bother me. But the party that has become so woke, so sold out to identity politics, you know, race, gender, what have you, yeah, awful lot of white folks in there. And there's still about 12 candidates remaining. What, Tulsi Gabbard? Uh, Andrew Yang? No longer good enough, apparently? I, what, what, I, I don't know what the threshold is to qualify. Maybe it's fundraising or whatnot. So uh, does that mean the uh, people who are donating money aren't woke enough? So we'll get a little bit more about the debate in, in the next couple of segments here. Oh, yeah, there was a lot leading up to that debate, to be sure. But there was an interesting, along those same lines, uh, there was an interesting uh, piece at Reason.com by Matt Welch uh, entitled, The Woke Primary is Over and Everyone Lost. Of course, this was in the aftermath of Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker out of New Jersey, African-American, dropping out of the race. In the run-up to Tuesday night's Democrat presidential debate in Iowa, the last such contest before primary voting begins... One of the big storylines is about who won't be among the half dozen candidates on stage. The debate, this debate is so white. How white is it? This debate is so white, it's not allowed to bring the potato salad, crack mediates Tommy Christopher. The smallest, whitest one yet, concurred Politico. With Senator Cory Booker exiting the race Monday and both Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard failing to meet the qualification thresholds, the resulting lineup is not just pale, it's ancient. The three highest polling of the six debaters would be each would each be the oldest president ever sworn into office. A fourth, Tom Steyer, is a hedge fund billionaire who literally bought his way to the podium after an entire season in which Democrats debated whether billionaires should even exist. An even older white billionaire, Michael Bloomberg, currently sits fifth in national polls but is not bothering with early primary caucus states. So you can see why the younger, more progressive voices who punch above their weight in Democratic political discourse would be dismayed. Bad for our democracy, pronounced Salon's David Daly. The system changed. The system they have designed has suppressed the most loyal base of the Democratic Party, charged Color of Change Executive Director Rashad Robinson in the Washington Post. Anyone with an understanding of civil rights law understands how the rules can be set up to benefit some communities. The Democrat Party should look at the impact of these rules and question the results. That is certainly one theory, but I would suggest at least considering another. Cory Booker was one of five Gen X candidates, only one white male among them, uh, who came into the race with ideologically mixed pedigrees, including not a small amount of what progressives would deride as neoliberal policies, policy positions on deficit trade and education, but then competed with very varying levels of believability on being the most woke before eventually collapsing. First, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, then Beto O'Rourke, Senator Kamala Harris, Julian Castro, and now Booker all made the affirmative choice to either tack heavily left on economics or just downplay their past heresies in favor of talking up issues such as slavery reparations, 
Medicare for all illegal immigrants, and the racism slash sexism of President Donald Trump. The abject failure of this approach is one of the greater underexplored storylines of the 2020 presidential nominating season. Well, here's what I would weigh in with. It's to the point where people are scared to death, Democrats are scared to death that Donald Trump is going to be reelected. You even have some progressives acknowledging, yeah, Trump's probably going to be reelected. Michael Moore said it pretty much flatly this past week. Uh, Van Jones, leftist political commentator on CNN, after Tuesday's debate, said, I saw no one on that stage that is going to be able to defeat Donald Trump. Okay? So I, I would suggest it's getting into panic mode. It's like, okay, you know, we want to be woke. We want to stick with principles. You know, we want to get as far left as possible because that's how we want the Democrat uh, Party identity to be now. But also, is that going to be good enough to beat Donald Trump? So they're facing a dilemma that Republicans, you could argue, faced in 2012 when Barack Obama was running for re-election. You know, they wanted... You know, more of the conservative flair, you know, Ron Paul, the libertarian candidate, Newt Gingrich, who was more of a reformist uh, type of candidate, you know, was uh, a policy wonk who was addressing serious issues that Republicans rarely addressed. Uh, Rick Perry was more of a fiscal conservative, have a, had a strong economic record as governor of Texas. But ultimately, Mitt Romney was the candidate. And it was, it basically got to, you know, principles are great. But if it's not good enough to win in a national election, then we need someone to unseat Barack Obama. So people went with incrementalism. You know, Romney's not necessarily a reformer, but he's a better choice than Barack Obama, that's for sure. And we need someone who's most electable. So ultimately, Mitt Romney ended up winning. And of course, he didn't defeat Obama head to head in the general election. But the mindset was, look, we need someone who is a who who has an opportunity to win this election and you know you can you can argue the wisdom of that logic in selecting Romney but I don't think anybody was going to defeat Obama in 2012 anyway so moot point uh, I'll continue with this reason piece 11 months ago this uh, group the uh, woke group uh, accounted the um, Gen X woke that tried to distinguish themselves as woke uh, they accounted for about one quarter of voter support in national polls, which was around 12% for Harris, 6% for O'Rourke, 5% for Booker, and one each for Castro and Gillenbrand. Senator Elizabeth Warren, who would eventually vault herself up near to near frontrunner status, was then just a face in this crowd, 7%. Democrats were making similar murmurs of pride about their energetic and historically diverse field that you heard among Republicans in the first half, <clears throat> excuse me, of 2015. What happened next? While Warren went on to a white paper spree of policy plans for every economic and regulatory issue under the sun, the Gen X5 engaged in more identity politics emoting, uh, more identity politics emoting than a campus struggle session, only with less sincerity. O'Rourke agonized, agonized publicly about his ancestors owning slaves. Harris the cop tried to gruesomely rebrand herself as a hip Jamaican pot smoker. Gillenbrand spent valuable debate stage time talking about the need to educate people about her white privilege. Booker pushed for reparations and policed Joe Biden's language. While Castro was busy shaking his damn head that all these leftward lurches didn't go nearly far left enough. The late night comedy skits wrote themselves, and by August, uh, Warren was out polling all five whippersnappers combined. Now, here's where the uh, interesting numbers take place. You have um, the Real Clear Politics national averages for uh, Biden, Pete Buttigieg, Bloomberg, and Senator Amy Klobuchar combined 44.4%. Now, some would consider that more of the moderate Democrat wing, you know, Biden, Buttigieg, uh, Bloomberg, and Senator Amy Klobuchar. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the moderate chops. Okay, Bloomberg is an authoritarian, to say the least, but for purposes of this discussion, let's go with it. Whereas you had the more far-left woke candidates, Sanders, Warren, and Steyer, combining for 37.8%. So instead of using their ideological dexterity to compete against a very old-looking frontrunner for the sacred of socialists' vote, the Gen Xers chased whatever progressive crumbs hadn't already been hoovered 
by two strong candidates. The great irony of this blown strategy playing out even today is that Elizabeth Warren, after benefiting directly from her competitor's stumbles, seems to be making the exact same tactical mistake. By leaking a private conversation with Sanders in a not particularly convincing attempt to make him look possibly sexist, Warren's campaign is engaging in the kind of same bad faith word policing that so many voters find off-putting. Oh yeah, we're going to get into the Warren Sanders uh, kerfuffle, that is for sure. Uh, We only got about uh, 60 seconds left in this segment. We'll go ahead and take Vincent's call on line one. Vincent, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, thank you. Um, Aloha. Aloha. In Minnesota, we got this presidential primary, Yep. and there's no privacy because you got to pick a party, which I know the caucuses are that way. But, you know, we lose our privacy, so for... I'm not going to vote for any of that. I'll just wait for the primary in August. Thanks for the call, Vincent. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I'm kind of the same way. I, I'm not going to uh, uh, vote in the primary simply because, you know, I, I mean, Trump is the only candidate on the Republican ballot anyways, and uh, I sure as heck wouldn't vote for any Democrat. Now, some people might say, well, I want to try to vote for the Democrat, kind of create chaos, you know, vote for a Democrat that you think is most beatable, but... How many people tried to do that and crossed over and voted for Trump, thinking he would be the most beatable candidate in 2016? So I would caution you if that is your strategy. But uh, thanks for the call, Vincent. We appreciate it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Democrat uh, presidential uh, politics, particularly the debate from this past Tuesday the Elizabeth Warren-Bernie Sanders kerfuffle, and the fallout that has happened from that. Oh, yeah, that has its own huge storyline, to be sure. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here, AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520-800-218-9520-800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with a special half-price offer from AM1280 The Patriot and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, and you could save thousands this year. Call The Patriot today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog-and-pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, My3Quotes. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. 
The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. Get us away in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Talking Democrat presidential debate candidates, what have you. So this past Tuesday was the latest debate, and of course, it it was as white as a pure driven snow with the uh, six candidates that uh, qualified to uh, participate in the debate, the last debate that will take place before uh, voters cast uh, caucus votes in Iowa. But there was a big storyline leading up this to this debate and it was uh, CNN. I first saw this on CNN this past Monday, CNN.com. The stakes were high when Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren met at Warren's apartment in Washington, D.C. one evening in December 2018. So this was more than a year ago. Uh, the longtime friends knew that they could soon be running against each other for president. The two agreed that if they ultimately faced each other as presidential candidates, they should remain civil and avoid attacking one another so as to not hurt the progressive movement. They also discussed how to best take on President Donald Trump, and Warren laid out two main reasons she believed she would be a strong candidate. She She could make a robust argument about the economy. Really? How? Well, never mind. That's not part of the story. Uh, And earn broad support from female voters. Sanders responded that he did not believe a woman could win. The description of that meeting is based on the accounts of four people. Two people Warren spoke with directly soon after the encounter and two people familiar with the meeting. So was there no one else in this in this meeting other than Warren and Sanders? I mean, again, it was at Warren's D.C. apartment. It was just the two of them? That's it? Okay. Uh, That evening in 2018, Sanders expressed frustration at what he saw as a growing focus among Democrats on identity politics, according to one of the people familiar with the conversation. Well, that would imply then maybe there was someone there or was secondhand information. I don't know. Anyhow, I keep digressing here. Warren told Sanders she disagreed with his assessment that a woman could not win, three of the four sources said. Uh, Sanders denied the characterization of the meeting in a statement to CNN. It is ludicrous to believe that at the same meeting where Elizabeth Warren told me she was going to run for president, I would tell her that a woman couldn't win, Sanders said. It's sad that three weeks before the Iowa caucus and a year after that private conversation, staff who weren't in the room are lying about what happened. What I did say that night was that Donald Trump is a sexist, a racist, and a liar who would weaponize whatever he could. Do I believe a woman could win in 2020? Of course. After all, Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump by 3 million votes in 2016. Yeah, but that doesn't make her the winner there, Bernie. Warren's communications director, Kristen Orthman, declined to comment. So what you have here is your classic, he said, she said. No, Bernie didn't say, at least he's implying here, well, I didn't say that a woman couldn't win the presidency ever. I'm just saying in this particular race, given the tactics that Trump is going to employ, I don't think a woman could win. Now, you could argue argue whether that's logical or not. I don't understand. I, I would think of anything uh, if Trump be having the reputation as a misogynist and saying whatever he says, uh, that that would generate a lot of sympathy for a female candidate, in this case, Warren, and therefore more votes might swing to her. Uh, again, I'm I'm not clairvoyant. I don't pretend to understand the psychology of some voters. Because my thing is, look, 
if Trump is going to employ the same tactic as a as a man, whether it's a male or female candidate, you know, isn't that what equality is all about? I mean, women who have strived for equality for generations, you know, want all of the benefits of running in a, in a presidential race. Well, guess what? There's going to be some drawbacks to it too, and the drawbacks should be equal. I.e., your record is going to be highly scrutinized and. Given Trump's tactics, he isn't focused so much on substance as he is personally attacking people. Well, guess what? He personally attacks people and says awful things about people regardless of race or gender or background. So he's an equal opportunity insulter, all right? But it's very very clear to me who whose camp big media is in. And if, Jason, if we've got... That sound clip. This was from the debate this past Tuesday where Bernie Sanders was asked directly if he made the comment that a woman could not not win the election. So uh, I forget. I think it's Abby Phillip was the moderator of the CNN debate. She asked a question. It starts with Bernie's response to that. And then listen to the follow up. This is just absolutely unbelievable. Listen to this. This is the exchange in order to defeat the most dangerous president in the history of our country. So, Senator Sanders, Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? Stop right there. Stop right there. Did you hear that? So, Senator Sanders, I want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman cannot win the election. Senator Sanders, that is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman cannot win the election? She basically called Bernie a liar right there. So it's very obvious where this moderator, Abby Phillip, I believe, is who moderated this debate. It's very obvious who she believes in this he said, she said. That That's insane. I mean, this is, this is the classic, uh, you know, how long have you been beating your wife? You know? It's just like you're just going to you're just going to set the premise right there. I I couldn't believe that. Play that. Let's play that again from the top. This is unbelievable. Listen to this from the top, and I'll just let it go for the full minute plus here. So uh, again, uh, uh, moderator uh, Abby Phillip asking Bernie Sanders uh, about that exchange with Elizabeth Warren. In order to defeat the most dangerous president in the history of our country. So Senator Sanders, Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? (laughs) I disagreed. Bernie is my friend, and I am not here to try to fight with Bernie. But look, this question about whether or not a woman can be president has been raised, and it's time for us to attack it head on. Um, And I think the best way to talk about who can win is by looking at people's winning record. So can a woman beat Donald Trump? Look at the men on this stage. Collectively, they have lost 10 elections. Where where does she get that number? 10 elections? The only people on this stage who have won every single election that they've been in are the women, Amy and me. All right, that's the end. So running as a Democrat statewide in Minnesota and Massachusetts, that somehow proves you can win a nationwide election? I'm not getting that logic at all. Where does she get 10 elections? I mean, who are the the men on the stage uh, uh, were Pete Buttigieg, who was 38 years old. Has he even run in more than one election other than just running as mayor? Bernie Sanders, what is he in his... Third term is Vermont senator. What else has he run for? I mean, he ran for president in 2016. Okay, he ended up he ended up losing that one. And who uh, the name? Uh, oh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. He um, yeah, he lost in a primary in '88, 2008 uh, to to run for president. I'm not sure where she gets ten. I'm a numbers guy, so that kind of stuff sticks in my craw. Um, we've got. I'll tell you what, we're going to have to take this uh, on the other side of the break. So there was an exchange between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren after the debate where she uh, confronted him. And it was very and 
you know, Bernie was shaking hands with the other candidates after the debate was over, and then he reached to shake Elizabeth Warren's hand. She didn't shake his hand, and she started talking to him. And Tom Steyer was kind of in the middle of those two as they were kind of going back and forth, and it was pretty obvious what they were probably talking about. And someone said, oh, my gosh, was there a hot mic on there? Can someone get that audio? Yeah, there was audio of their little exchange after that debate, so we'll uh, play that, talk a little bit more about the Warren-Sanders kerfuffle. And we'll take your phone call. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You know, because weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one more segment this hour. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. The right to the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Welcome back here to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. So I, I kind of took the liberty of looking it up. Pete Buttigieg was the first elected mayor of South Bend when he was twenty nine. Was he even old enough to run in any elections before that? Well, he ran for state treasurer in, like, 2010 and lost. So that's one. Joe Biden lost twice running for president. So that's two. So that's three. Bernie Sanders lost running for president in 2016. 
That's four. And we're talking primary. We're not talking like statewide elections, but still. I'm trying to get where she comes up with 10. That bugs me. And of course, you know, you get, she just throws out the sound bite. Well, these men up here have lost 10 elections, but Amy and I, we're the women up here. We've never lost any elections. I'm sorry. Running statewide as a Democrat in Minnesota and Massachusetts, respectively. Uh, yeah, that ain't much of a conquest. I'm sorry. You know, it's a, it's a, it, you know, you still got to put in the work. It's still got to go out there and win. I get that. But, um, you know, like I say, a, uh, wind up set of chattering teeth could run as a Democrat in Massachusetts and still garner significant number of votes and still more votes than Martha Coakley in the special, uh, 2010 Senate election. That's a little inside for those of you who might, uh, remember that, uh, continuing with the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren kerfuffle, we played where, uh, the moderator, Abby Phillip, asked Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, I want to I be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman cannot win the election. Sanders said that is correct. Then the moderator turns to Elizabeth Warren. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman cannot win the election? Basically, didn't believe her Bernie. Called him a liar. Hey, it, it doesn't get any more plain than that. So when Bernie made this denial... Obviously, that was a big point of contention in this debate, and it was a point of contention after the debate. Jason, we got that sound clip. Amazingly, the uh, audio was uh, ascertained for this exchange. Again, after the debate was over, Bernie Sanders is going to all the candidates, and he turns, sees Elizabeth Warren, reaches out to shake her hand. Warren declines and then uh, proceeds to barrage him verbally. So here is that exchange. With applause still ringing at the end of the Democratic debate in Iowa last night, the simmering feud between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders suddenly boiled over. I think you called me a liar on national TV. I think you called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion, we'll have that discussion. You called me. You told me. All right, let's not do it now. I don't want to get in the middle, but I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. (laughs) So Tom Steyer, awkward. Tom Steyer you know, he goes up to shake Bernie's hand, and Bernie, you know, figures, okay, he's going to shake Elizabeth Warren's hand, then he can turn to me and shake my hand. Well, that's when Elizabeth Warren barraged him, machine gunned him verbally. So Tom Steyer is standing there, kind of like man in the middle, awkward. And of course, Chris Matthews of Hardball interviewed Steyer afterwards. He says, Mr. Steyer, what, what was that exchange about? Can you tell us? Oh, I, I, I didn't hear it. I just wanted to shake Bernie's hand. Uh, yeah, right. You didn't hear it, Tom. Sure. Well, the audio was garnered as you could hear and elizabeth warren says you know i think you call me a liar on national tv because elizabeth warren of course is saying yeah bernie said a woman couldn't win and he is up here saying that i never said that so yeah i could see how elizabeth warren could uh could ascertain that but here's the thing as i said in the last segment it is very clear who big media is going for in this particular kerfuffle because they still have a chance to check another box in the intersectionality scorecard. Bernie Sanders is an old white guy, and if he were elected president, he'd be the oldest president on the inauguration of his first term. I believe he'd be 77, 78, um, maybe in 79. Yeah, I think Bernie was born in 1941, so he'd be close to 80 on January 20th, 2021. Okay? So, yeah, he would be by far the oldest. So the point is, is that big media, which is always in the tank for leftists, uh, figures, well, we got to get one box checked on the intersectionality scorecard. And yeah, Elizabeth Warren is a white septuagenarian. I get that. But, you know, woman, check. Which, is gender a social construct or is it not? I'm so confused by this leftist logic these days. You know, what does it matter if she's a woman? Gender is a social construct, according to a lot of you people. So I don't even know why we're bothering with it, that particular debate. But the point is, they are in the tank for Elizabeth Warren. Okay? And it's it's been made very clear. Matthew Dowd, uh, ABC political analyst, said the morning of the debate. You know what? He, this, is, this may be the dumbest statement that I've heard about this debate. You know one clear way to demonstrate that you believe a woman can and should be president don't try to defeat a woman running for president. Is he serious with that? That guy's a political analyst at ABC, and that's the kind of crap he comes up with? Listen, if you are running for president and you believe you have issues on which you're passionate and would benefit the country, okay, 
you aren't much concerned with who if your opponent is a man or a woman. Okay? But guess what? If you happen to lose, then okay, throw your support behind the candidate who most closely resembles your views, which in this case would probably be Elizabeth Warren. Once once all the chips fall. Okay? That that's gotta be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh here's another one. Uh Maggie Haberman uh, opinion columnist in New York Times is, you know, someone kind of put out a, a scenario. He says, okay, here's a plausible scenario. You know, they meet, both want to run. He's like, well, Trump's is a sexist and he will use this against woman. She infers reasonably. He's telling me a woman can't win. She recalls a disagreement. He insists he didn't literally say a woman can't win, which I'm inclined to believe that's what Bernie meant because I, Bernie is a lot of things, but I've never ascertained that he's a sexist. In fact, Tulsi Gabbard has flat out come out and said, that's not the Bernie I know. I very much support Bernie Sanders. Believe me, if I if I glean that he were a sexist, he's not someone I would throw my support behind. So she threw her support behind Bernie Sanders in 2016. And so Maggie Haberman sees this tweet and says, whoa, 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 time out, time out. What is the automatic assumption that her version is wrong? So we're not willing to entertain this this other scenario here? Whatever. Los Angeles Times. Here's the big headline. It shows the picture of Bernie reaching out to shake Elizabeth Warren's hand and Elizabeth Warren, you know, pulling her hands in and talking to Bernie at the point she says, well, I think you called me a liar on national TV. Los Angeles Times, big headline above that picture. Elizabeth Warren brushed off Bernie Sanders and taught a master class in handling sexism. So they're flat out saying Bernie's a sexist. And then, of course, you heard the actual exchange there. So it's pretty obvious here that big media wants Elizabeth Warren to win. Now, do you think that was a strategic move on Warren's part to address Bernie like that after the debate? Or do you think well, that sure. maybe that was more of an, uh, and I hate to use this word, but a, like an emotional reaction because she's not very pleased about how that debate went and what Bernie said? I, I believe this has been premeditated. Uh-huh. This whole thing from the start. Her, her uh, you know, well, that Reason article I read in the first segment, she's making the same mistakes that a lot of these candidates like Cory Booker and Kirsten Gillenbrand and Beto O'Rourke uh, made. They tried to see who was the most woke. You know, Beto saying he's going to revoke tax-exempt status for churches if they don't support gay marriage, basically going against centuries of their doctrine. Or, uh, he want, you know, or hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s. Or Cory Booker is saying that, you know, he wants to, uh, he's ginning up reparations uh, you know, for you know, slavery reparations, that sort of thing. And Elizabeth Warren, now that all of those Gen Xers have fallen by the wayside, is trying to swoop in and become the most woke, so to speak, and it's not resonating. And she was starting to tank. So let's let's you know pull out the last stop. Sexism. That's what that's what we'll go with. Sexism. So I I you know call it a conspiracy theory, call it what you want, but the way this has all fallen into place, it just seems awfully premeditated. You know, the final debate before Iowa where she's not been polling well of late. I mean, she's been front-runner status but hasn't been uh, in first place in any polls that I've seen. I could be wrong, and if, if I am, please correct me. So it's like, let's pull out all the stops. And, oh, yeah, that, that conversation Bernie had. Let's see how we can twist that. You know, there were no witnesses, but, you know, sources familiar with the conversation will cite those people and and go with that. So, and then knowing that the mic would still be hot or someone would have access to that audio, um, you know, she could say, you know, you, I think you call me a liar on, on national TV. So basically holding firm on her interpretation of that conversation. I remember specifically you saying that a woman can't win. You called me a liar here. Now, there aren't any legal ramifications for CNN providing that audio clip. Is there like, is there like, obviously there aren't. But wouldn't there be something um, that could probably be an issue if you give away an audio clip after the debate's over? Because technically, after they you know sign off or whatever, it's over, and the last shot is them ha- shaking hands. Yeah, is there potentially a legal issue there? Like, I'm not at all familiar with the legalities I don't, of that. There probably wouldn't be. Otherwise, we'd yeah. probably be hearing news that Bernie would be coming after CNN for providing uh, that clip. And I heard initially that it was leaked by the uh, by the Warren camp. I, I could again. That's that's you know I've read so much on this. That was one of the uh, uh, stories thrown out there. I don't know if that's true and how they would have access 
to it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just don't know if there was maybe somewhere in the fine no prints before you yeah. sign up for these debates or something. No clue the legalese behind this. But uh, you know, you know, like I said, in this particular back and forth, uh, it's very obvious they want they favor Elizabeth Warren. And uh, I forget the forget the woman's name. Uh, she's with a she's a commentator with GQ magazine. She invoked me too in this particular discussion. Well, didn't we learn from the Me Too movement that we should just believe women, women full stop? So he sexually assaulted her now? I'm not I'm not getting how you invoked Me Too with this. That's ridiculous. I thought Matthew Dowd had the hot take. Julia Ihoff, whatever her name is, with with GQ. I'll have to look that up later on. But it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um this is first of all, when you're battling for equality, and you say, well, any he said, she said argument, we should always, d- by default, believe the woman. Well, that's in no sane world equality. And secondly, does Elizabeth Warren or does she not have the reputation for telling some pretty high-profile fro- fibs? I'm just saying, the whole Native American kerfuffle where she insisted she was a, 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 a part of the a Cherokee tribe and then took that DNA test, which said she was anywhere from 164th to 1-1,024th Native American. And then the Cherokee tribe, well, one of the leaders of the Cherokee tribe, came out and blasted her, said, well, DNA test doesn't really prove that anyways, so what are you doing? That basically blew up in her face. And then flat out telling uh, some anti-school choice uh, advocate that her son did not attend private school when someone produced a yearbook from the late 80s with an Alex Warren, her son, in a private school, okay? So continuing to tell fibs against easily verifiable accounts, how does she? how is it that just because she's a woman, well, we should automatically believe her? Well, this particular woman has told very high-profile fibs. So in that case, it's irrelevant. We're just going off her history. And again, far be it for me to defend Bernie Sanders. I, I'll criticize his policies till the day is long, and they're awful, they're dangerous, and the most scary thing is he actually believes the bills that he's throwing out there. Okay? But I'll be damned if I'm going to sit back and see a guy unfairly maligned like this with no evidence. It's he said, she said, so uh, really no way to verify the account. So by default, Ty goes around and will believe her. That's ridiculous. And and it shouldn't be tolerated if you want a true, equal, free society, depending, and there's no verifiable accounts of a specific conversation, say, well, we'll just, we'll just default to the woman. Uh, again, again, in a no sane and rational world, is that equality? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. He goes away in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, there was a the articles of impeachment that moved on to the U.S. Senate this uh, past week. We'll talk a little bit about that in the final segment this hour with me, Brad Carlson, the closer on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The start of a brand new year is a great time to make changes and improvements. So if you've got cracked teeth, missing teeth, or loose old wobbly dentures, then ImplantMiracle.com invites you to get a brand new smile and save a lot of money with beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants, as low as $2,499 per tooth. Other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth. But at ImplantMiracle.com, our price is as low as $24.99 per tooth. That's a great deal. Plus, we offer free consultations, free standard x-rays, and easy payment options to fit your budget. So as we begin a brand new year, do something nice for yourself by not overpaying for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where implants are very affordable. For more information, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. 
Hi, I'm Kirby Skurat. And I'm Christina. And we're with Remax Results. Christina, what are our clients saying about working with us? Kevin said, we have now bought and sold three homes with the team. They have been wonderful to work with. They listened in detail to what we were looking for in our new home purchase. They also did extensive market research when we sold our home and helped us list our house at just the right price. Because of their team, we sold our home for full price in only seven days. We put our clients first. That's why we created the Worry-Free Listing System, which offers flexibility, no upfront fees, and you can cancel anytime. We help over 500 clients buy or sell each year. I'm not trying to brag. I'm applying for a job. We want to be your realtors. So if you want to sell your home for more money and less time, call our team at 612-444-1100. And don't forget to ask about our instant offer program, where you can get an all-cash offer on your home in as little as 48 hours. We offer flexibility, no upfront fees, and you can cancel anytime. Kirby and Christina Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with a special half-price offer from AM1280 The Patriot and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, and you could save thousands this year. Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at uh, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. Only got about five minutes left this hour, but I do want to get into the articles of impeachment were hand over uh, to the U.S. Senate. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, after delaying. Uh, handing them over, trying to uh, get the Senate to acquiesce to her rules of what a trial should be, and San Fran Nan being reminded, uh, yeah, Nancy, uh, your party's not in the majority. The Senate will uh, make up, will uh, set our own terms. Thank you very much. Uh, there was the vision of her signing the signing off on the articles of impeachment after they were officially voted to be sent to the Senate. And uh, speaking of hot air, as we just heard in that prior commercial, our Narn alum Ed Morrissey wrote about uh, kind of a strange sight on why oh why was Pelosi handing out souvenir impeachment pin, uh, pens with a grin? Wasn't that supposed to be a sad, somber occasion? I mean, that's what she tried to sell. Oh, come on, San Fran, Nan, you were uh, planning this impeachment since day one of Trump's inauguration. No, no, no. This is a very sad day in our history, very somber. We take this very seriously. I don't hate anyone. I pray for the president. And, you know, when the first articles of impeachment passed the House a few weeks ago, there started to be some uproars of cheers, and she kind of gave that side eye, like, don't you dare, don't do it, you know, because this is a serious occasion even though Rashida Tlaib, one of the House Democrats, was seen that very evening gloating on her uh, Twitter account. Um, Nothing says seriousness and sobriety, Mitch McConnell quipped, like handing out souvenirs as though this were a happy bill signing instead of the gravest process in our Constitution. In this case, however, the Senate Majority Leader wasn't alone in pointing out the celebratory nature of Nancy Pelosi's supposed solemn moment. Fox News captures the moments where the House Speaker makes sure all her colleagues get their officially licensed impeachment engrossment pens, smiling for the cameras the whole time. Just how seriously is Pelosi taking this solemn moment? She's literally signing her name one letter at a time per pen in order to generate as many souvenirs as possible. In between, she laughingly quips about how many pens she's using and at the end starts passing them out to other House Democrats. A few of them are smi- are also smiling, but a couple of them cast fur- uh, furtive glances at the cameras while trying to look as though they believe Pelosi's claim of this being solemn. Don't miss the solemn pose with Representative Karen Maloney at the end, too, when both flash toothy grins to the press photographers covering the event. The only possible way this could have been more solemn was if Pelosi 
was taking a smartphone selfie. Say cheese. I, I could totally see that, by the way. Yeah, we know these people are frauds. We know that. I mean, don't. My thing is, I I don't have a problem with this because this I know this is how you feel. This is what you have had in mind since day one. Now, again, I'm not going to get into the debate over the merits of these uh, of these accusations against President Trump. There are some things that the president has done where, at the very minimum, his con- conduct should be censured. Should he be? Should he have been impeached? Well, he was. You know, in the House. Should he be thrown out of office? That's a debate that's going to have to be had in the Senate trial. And as more evidence comes forth, then we can make that decision. And there sounds to be some pretty damning evidence. Will it rise to the level of Trump being thrown out of office? I remain skeptical because, again, if all 47 Democrats say Trump should be thrown out of office, then you need 13 Republican senators to go along with that. And that ain't happening. It's just not happening. So my thing is just show who you really are. You know, that, that that fraudulent exercise when they actually voted on the articles of impeachment a few weeks ago where Nancy Pelosi, you know, again, gave that look to her colleagues who were about to erupt in cheers and frivolity where she said, nope, don't do it, don't do it, okay? She was putting up a front. We knew it then, okay, and we know it now. And this ceremonial uh, bill signing where she's smiling, handing out, uh, handing out pens with her signature emblaze, um, emboldened on it, this is how she really feels. It's a celebratory thing for her. Okay? You can put up all this thing, I'm a good Catholic, except when it comes to protecting the unborn. I don't hate anybody. Oh, how dare you, sir? Remember that whole whole kerfuffle where someone from the uh from the press uh from the press corps asked if if she hated President Trump? You know, the thou protesteth too much me thinks the big charade and uh, drama she put on for all that. Yeah, this is how you really feel, San Fran Nan. We know it, and I have zero problem with it because, you know, this isn't shocking to me. It's not a surprise. But you know what? Kudos to, to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell for calling her on it. It's like, you, wait, is, this, is this a very somber, sad, solemn occasion, or is it not? Why act in this way if it's so solemn and somber? You know, CNN, when you lose CNN on this particular saga— you know you've lost. Even CNN is comes out and says, you know what, I get it, it's ceremonial, but watching this and seeing the ceremonies, handing out pens uh, at moments of celebration when a president is signing legislation, that's one thing. But when it's supposed to be somber and solemn, uh, I'm not sure that was exactly appropriate. This was Dana Bash on a CNN panel. Yeah, you know you've, you know you've stepped in it then. <laughs> Our number one. In the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. We're going to get a little lighter. Talk about uh, cheating in baseball. How about that? AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P three Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-459-3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-459-3174. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A preborn baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America... 
please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-958-2156. That's 800-958-2156. AM 